0: The more that you start answering for her, the more she's going to feel small and then always look to you for the answer. Therefore, she's never really going to learn herself. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Agel. I am currently sitting in my closet because my eight-month-old is taking a nap and I normally record right next to his room. But I wanted to kind of test out the acoustics in here because back when I started this podcast, I literally was recording all of my episodes in my closet and it always sounded better. So we're doing a little trial and error today. And it's kind of nice. It's like very cozy in here. But the message today that we are going to be talking about are keys to boosting your athlete's problem-solving skills and, most importantly, her confidence. Many people reach out to me asking, how can I help my athlete with confidence? And based on some recent calls and just interactions that I've had with some in-person lessons, some new VIP members of my academy, some gold members of the academy, I sit down and I talk to many of them. And, you know, there's one thing that stuck out to me. And I noticed that the most confident athletes that I'm talking to do most of the talking. And that's like one common thing that i've noticed and i've seen and and seen a few parents who when i'm talking to the athlete the parent will answer or you know when i'm in a cage i ask the athlete a question and the parent will give an answer or give feedback on the weekend when truly i want the athlete's feedback i want to know how she's feeling cuz if she's not given a platform or a place to share where she's at She's not going to be able to be as good of a problem solver as we want her to become. So that's why I wanted to give you this episode. It's not going to be a long one today, but I started researching, you know, the power of letting your athletes speak for themselves. And I researched a couple things in regards to like what this does for her confidence when she's able to speak for herself. And so I'm giving you eight signs that you will see within your daughter that I really hope you want to see. And I think everybody wants to see these things in their daughter's confidence, in her ability to own part of her game, own who she is and be better socially. These are eight things that you will start seeing when your daughter starts to speak more for herself and not look to you for answers. And like, and here's the thing, parents and coaches, like, I know, you know, the answer, like, you know, her sometimes better than she knows herself. And I think that's great. And I think there's definitely feedback that we can be giving her in order for her to understand herself better. But when she is in a setting where she can speak for herself in regards to, you know, how are you feeling in the box? um, I think that's something that if we give her the platform to do that, um, she's going to be able to diagnose you know why she is where she is, whether she's doing great or whether she's not, so I know you know the answer. I know that you can tell me all of her stats, but the more that you start answering for her, the more she's going to feel small and then always look to you for the answer. therefore she's never really going to learn herself and i've seen this i've been coaching for ten years now, I was a player. I really, really wanted to emphasize this in an entire episode, because who your daughter becomes, if you want her to be a confident force that goes through this world with confidence instead of, oh my gosh, I'm scared of everything, this is probably the biggest and most important factor in order for her to own who she is and make a difference. So... Here's like some simple examples of of how you can let your daughter speak for herself other than a softball setting in a restaurant. Are you ordering for her? Now, here's the deal. When obviously Barrett is like three years old, like I'm probably going to order for him. Maybe. I don't know. But I will give him opportunities to order. And if it's something that he's not going to be able to do at a restaurant, I'm probably going to order for him. But I want him to get to a place where he knows what he wants and he says it. Now, obviously, I'm not going to I'm going to make sure that he eats a well-balanced meal and doesn't just choose mashed potatoes for a meal. Obviously, I'm there to make sure he eats a balanced meal. But when he goes and orders, I want him to order for himself because that is him taking ownership of what he wants and what he's going to get. And, you know, that little level of confidence can start even with something that small When your athlete adopts some of these eight things that I'm going to share with you, you might see her being more of that leader on your team. The one who, when things are going wrong, she has a voice. Everybody deserves to have a voice. And so what I've learned is, I'm just going to go straight into these. When your daughter can speak on her own behalf, she will, first and foremost, become more socially competent. She won't be scared to interact with people. She'll be more bold with her decision-making. She won't be as scared. More socially, she will be able to interact with other people. So if your daughter, your son is like literally on their phones and social settings because they are terrified to speak to people, they will never, they will never become confident to speak to people if they don't get opportunities to do it, even if it's uncomfortable. So, I mean, start at the restaurant, <laughs> start there if you need to but they will over time, over repetition, be more socially competent. And we want socially competent people. This is outside of softball. This is outside of the white lines, but like, we want good people. We want people that can interact and make a difference and have a voice. And that is probably, that's why I named this the first one. Number two, she will Reduce any sort of anxiety. So that doesn't mean that we're never fearful and every once in a while we're like really nervous. But over time, like I said, when you increase the amount of reps in this specific area, which is speaking for yourself and having a voice, you again become more competent, but you don't let the pressures win. You learn how to navigate that anxiety, that fear, and you just walk right through it. And You will see that your daughter will have less anxiety in this area. And this is, again, softball or not. When she can speak for herself, the anxiety won't be there as much. Now, the third one's obvious. I've said it like 50 times already in this episode recording, but she will have an increased amount of confidence because if she's not scared to share an opinion, because she's, and that's another thing, like, we we can't just keep breaking down any sort of opinions that she has. We can definitely talk about it and if we don't agree with it, we can have a civil conversation. But if she's able to speak from her heart, if she's able to have, you know, inner thoughts that she she feels like she can share with coaches, with your with you as a parent or whoever, she will be more confident in her own shoes. And that's another huge one. All right, number 4 is she will feel capable of solving things on her own. On her own. When there's a problem, she doesn't just go running to you for help right away. And I know there's probably situations that you can think of right now where you're just like, man, I wish she would figure it out. But honestly, the more she can speak on her own behalf, it gives her this, this peace where she can think through things before doing. And if she can speak on her own behalf, then there's going to be some sort of a problem. Like let's say me as a coach, I'm sharing with Susie, Hey, so this, this wasn't a good weekend for you. Didn't feel good in the box. Why? And I'm going to go to other questions that you can ask her here in a bit, but if she can start problem solving because she's given time to be able to share what she thought was going on and what she thought her preparation was like, then she's going to be able to be a problem solver. And we need that. We need problem solvers in this country. We need problems. I don't want to get political, but we need problem solvers in this world, no matter what. So if you want to be good at something, if you want to have a voice, you got to be able to know how to problem solve. And part of problem solving is being able to listen and speak, which leads me to my next one. She's going to be able to listen better if she's able to speak for, for herself. So if she's, let's go back to the restaurant setting. The waiter or waitress says, all right, we have, you know, this seafood special with rice or blah, 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 all this different stuff. And she knows, oh gosh, like I don't like the rice part. But she has to be able to listen in order to speak her mind and say, okay, I would love this seafood special, but not the rice. And like, again, we're not trying to like butcher every single restaurant's menu items, but you have to be able to listen in order to speak. So she will become a better listener because she has plans to speak after instead of just be in a corner and not speak at all. So it will help with listening as well, being able to speak for yourself. Okay, super, super quick note here. We just came off of a call, which is a monthly call that we do with all VHA members, Virtual Hitting Academy members. I like to bring in special guests, some of my friends in the game, to be able to share a little bit about their experience. And we just had Erin Koffel, two-time All-American. She's currently ranked number 10 in the nation. Um, in regards to skill. she's amazing. She also played for Team USA in Pan-American games this summer. She's really good. But she came in and she talked about her hitting approach, a little bit about burnout, which was a really, really good topic to hear from someone elite talk about. Um, She talked about her confidence under pressure and how she's able to use it to her advantage, And she talked about so many more things on this call. But what's really fun is I record all of these and then we house them inside of the Virtual Hitting Academy. So any athlete who maybe was there and wants to rewatch it or anyone who joins Virtual Hitting Academy at any point in time could go back and listen to the words of Aaron Koffel, to the words of Monica Abbott. We've had Aubrey Monroe in. we've had Kat Osterman there. We've had Amanda Lorenz, all of these elite players all of those are found within VHA, And this is the first time I've done this, but I've never, actually in the past three years, we haven't had a monthly membership. And so this monthly membership allows you to come in on these calls and actually be there and ask these guests questions. We also have like weekly hitting workshops and mental skills workshops that you can join. Um, And so now that there's a monthly option, it's, it's awesome. Like you could literally join today and be able to watch Aaron Koffel's conversation today. Um, And I wanted to make this happen. This is, this hasn't been a thing in three years, but you know, some of our new members now know how exciting and awesome it is. But so what the price is It's $17 a month and you can cancel literally at any time. So if you jump in and watch the conversation with Aaron and come to a couple workshops and you're like, Oh, I'm done. You can cancel literally at any time. And I've never had an Academy where you can just cancel whenever. Now that doesn't go for my six month members who are in that I have from January to July. Doors don't open for that again until July. But if you want the monthly membership, um, these are are some of the things that you get. So you get the monthly calls, you get the weekly workshops, you get all these different drills that are housed in there, and then also you have on demand classes. So any class that we've recorded, you can find in there. So if you're interested. Head to the show notes, um, or you can just head to my website, type in BHA, and you can see the monthly membership option, which is called the Silver Membership now. So if you want to become a member, all you have to do is pour in 17 bucks. And hey, if it's not for you, then you don't have to subscribe for next month. But it's one of the ways where I want to be able to share you know, some of my cool friends in the game, also their knowledge of the game, also drills. So whatever it is that you need, you can find inside of the Silver Membership the advantages for gold and VIP would be more of like the, I'm your hitting coach. I'm going to give you a hitting plan. We're going to do swing analysis, but this is kind of like the bare minimum of VHA, but it's still pretty awesome. So head to the show notes, head to my website, www.ashleybetraining.com, type in VHA, and you can learn a little bit about this. All right, let's head back to the episode. This next one I absolutely love. And this one, I know this probably sounds like cheesy, but she will unapologetically be herself the more she gets to be able to speak her mind and speak what's on her heart. And as someone who was very, very, very shy in high school, I was just trying to fit in. I, if somebody liked something, I just said I liked it too, just so I wouldn't have some sort of confrontation. But when I went to college, I don't know what it was about college. I probably learned more about myself in those four years um, than I've ever learned about myself. Maybe maybe these, these new eight months with a baby has taught me a lot about myself too. But for a long period of time, I didn't know who I was. And it's because I really just kind of sat there and just took everything in and I never really shared what was on my heart. But now as a leader in this coaching space and with my athletes, I wish, I wish I would have known who I was prior to college. But in college, you're around new people and people that think like you, people that don't think like you. You learn so much by trial and error in college. Um, but by being able to like speak for you know myself as you know a softball player as um someone who thinks a lot about her faith who you know is a family girl I love my family like these are all things that I've learned that have allowed me to you know be who I am and not be afraid of who I am so being able to speak which here we are on a podcast where I never thought I'd be able to have words and have people resonate with them, but I think it's important for us to be able to have spaces to be able to speak what is on our mind, um, what we are passionate about. And when you speak upon those things that you feel really passionate about, you start learning who you are on like a deeper level. So I know this one got kind of deep, but truly, being able to speak what's on your mind and speak for yourself, and this is in any setting. You learn who you are and, you know, through trial and error, through saying things you probably shouldn't, through saying things and then maybe getting a little praise every once in a while because it helps somebody else, you learn who you are. And to be unapologetically yourself requires you to be able to speak for yourself. Um, I think that's number seven. Number eight, and this is the, actually, no, that was six. Number eight or seven, geez, I can't get these numbers right. Can I count? Um, practicing the skill of communication. So just like we talked about it before, through interactions and being able to be more socially competent, the actual skill of communication, whether that be the language of English or whatever language you speak, or being able to pause a little bit, slow down as you're speaking. I, th- I find this funny because whenever I'm really nervous, I start talking really fast Um, I think if you go back to my first episodes, you'll be like, Ashley was super nervous because she's talking super fast. But to learn the skill of communication and to do it well, when you practice it, when you get your voice out there a little bit, you start to become more confident in that skill of communication. And who knows, maybe you get paid to speak to people one day. And I'm currently in this weird place where I do get paid to be able to speak and talk to teams, talk to organizations. And without being able to speak for myself in social settings, I wouldn't have been able to work on that muscle. And so who knows that that piece of communication, which again, is key to being good at anything um, in any sort of setting. um, It all starts here. Okay, now we're actually on number eight. And this one is being able to problem solve better. We talked about it a little bit. But getting out of tough situations is one thing that like obviously happens in softball. This is why I love that this sport specifically can help athletes be able to problem solve in the long run. But I find that people who problem solve more um, and they are in settings of pressure, there are some athletes that succumb to the pressure and they let the pressure win But then there's other athletes who find the pressure, they think about, you know, why are we here? What can we do about it? And they work themselves through it. And then they start loving pressure, which is like athletes are either or it's either you love pressure or you hate it. And I know this sounds crazy, but like this whole communication piece that we're talking about will help you be able to problem solve better getting out of tough situations. That is what's going to lead to you making adjustments. So I know like you probably are thinking of problem solving and communication, speaking for yourself. How the heck is that possible? But when you think about it, you're really going to own your game so much more when you're able to talk about it. So, at the beginning of almost every lesson that I have with a player or even a camp, I always have athletes like share where they are right now. How do you feel in the box? Do you feel like your swing is a confident swing right now? Do you feel like you're on your heels versus on your toes and ready to go? Do you feel like you're at the top of your game or the middle or are we at the lower part right now? And without them being able to share it, I won't be able to give them a practice plan that'll help make their game better, whether that's physically or mentally. So having her be able to describe where she is right here right now is a big piece for me as a coach. And I know like coaches are looking for ways to get confident athletes. And like, this is one of those massive ways. And that's the thing with parents too. Like you can ask her, these right questions to get her to like think bigger, think different and think through things without you. Again, you probably know the answer and how to fix it, but truly it's got to come from her. And when she does that and she does problem solve and she comes out on the other side, she will build her confidence so much more when you do this. So I wanted to give you a couple questions. Um, that you can ask your athlete because here's the deal as coaches and parents this is going to sound sad but one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given by a coach is that their job was to make me not need her which means me being able to problem solve enough to get myself out of my rut to own my game more than I ever have before to where I barely need my coach in order to execute and win They also even say like the the championship teams, they are player led teams and there's no way there can be a player led team where the coach is micromanaging every action, um, putting it on themselves, but then like not letting the players be themselves or figure things out on their own. Those teams do not ultimately win. They might win a little, but they won't win a lot. They won't win on the biggest stages so our goal as coaches and parents should be to make your athletes not need you as morbid as that sounds but let's talk about morbid um i am lucky enough to still have my mom and dad here i call my dad a lot when i need things when i need to talk through things and i dread the day where he's not going to be able to be here to answer some of my questions or help me work th- through things I firmly believe his job and what he did as my coach and as my dad and still does is he's trying to prepare me to be able to walk this earth with confidence without him here one day. And I think from a perspective standpoint, it's good for us to kind of think about that because again, we're not all going to be on this earth like forever, as sad as that sounds. But what we can do is we can have settings where we can think for ourselves, we can work through things, we can make mistakes without feeling bad about making those mistakes. That is so key. We can't breathe down the neck of our players. But what we can do is we can ask the right questions. And I wrote down three questions where you can, you know, have your athletes kind of think for themselves without you having to answer all the time. So this first one is, When things maybe don't go well, maybe this is your car ride home conversation, maybe this is, um, you know, a lot of athletes dread this conversation, but if you start with, how are you gonna fix it? What are you gonna do about it? Asking that simple question makes them have to think. Then once they think, they can create a plan and then share their plan with you. And you can share your feedback, but at the end of the day, What's going to help her with her confidence is she creates a plan. Whether you like the plan or not, let her try to execute that plan. I ask my athletes in the cages all the time, okay, um, obviously this isn't working well. What are you going to do about it? And she says something like, "I'm I'm going to focus on keeping my hands tight. And let's say, I say, maybe I don't agree with that. Maybe I don't fully agree with that. But I say, okay, try it out. Sometimes it works and she hits her way out of it. Sometimes she doesn't. And, you know, within 10 reps, I'm like, okay, is that working? She's like, no. Okay, let's try something else. So I'm not going to micromanage. I'm not going to say you have to do this. You have to do this. I'm going to every once in a while when you can tell she's like desperate or absolutely needs something else to think about, I can share some ideas. And that's when I give her like two or three ideas and she chooses one and we go with it. But again, give her the power to make that decision. All right, that was a long one. But this next one is, what did you learn? So again, whether it was an incredible performance or a not so great performance, if we don't ask her what she learned, she's just gonna go about her day and just keep, you know, she's she's not gonna know how to repeat her success and she's also not gonna know how to learn from her failure. So if you can ask her, what did you learn? She might give you a brief answer. She might give you a long answer. But either way, she's gotta think about what did that strikeout teach me? Or what did being the very last out of this entire game where she feels terrible about herself. Make sure you go eat a snack and wait maybe like 12 to 24 hours before you actually talk about it. Because she's already beaten herself up. But asking her, all right, what did it teach you? Like, hey, failure happens all the time. What did it teach you? Asking how your athlete learned from it makes her think. And then when she shares it out loud, she can then go execute what she's going to do about it. Um, This last one is, what will you do different? I love this question because you can kind of paint a picture here. So let's say, let's go back to like the last out of the game and, you know, there was a runner in scoring position. We didn't score and the game ended. I love asking the question of, hey, when you're in this situation again, what are you going to do different? They can play the scene in their head as gruesome as it feels to be able to, you know, re-watch yourself failing, failing, encourage them to see themselves succeeding in that situation. What are you going to have to do different in order to succeed in that situation? Again, these are questions where she can do a deep dive on herself and try to make an adjustment to get herself out of it. She's not always going to make the right adjustment the first time, but keep asking her questions Keep giving her her voice to make an adjustment. Again, it might work right away, it might not, but keep asking questions that will empower her to be able to step out of her comfort zone with confidence and make decisions on her own and then repeat the sequence. That's the key. That's the butter. That's the butter on top of the warm toast. Like, this is it. This is why I couldn't record this in my office because I was getting a little heated here. But this is what your athlete might need. And if you're already doing this, amazing. You're doing it. Keep going as hard as it is. I know it's hard to not always give the answer. I know it. I used to do that my first time, my first few years coaching. I was always just giving answers. And then all of a sudden I see this kid needing me you know, I took two weeks off for Christmas break and the dad and the player were like, well, what are we going to do for these two weeks when you're gone? I'm like, what do you mean? You'll figure it out. (laughs) But then I realized like, I need to step up my game and like give them the actual tools that they need to work on themselves on their own. So now 10 years into it, like I, I get it now. I get it that, you know, not everybody's doing this, which is why I was sparked by these conversations I was recently having with people. We got to talk about this. So if there's any of these that I'm missing, like I'm, I want to hear your feedback truly. So we have this new Facebook community called when the cleats come off Facebook community. Um, and I know a lot of you are on Facebook. If you haven't joined the community, go join because What I want to do is I want to start a conversation about this. Like what else works for your athlete that you could share with someone else? What are questions that you're asking your athlete that you see go well? This is where we can all really help each other, which is why this community exists on Facebook. So share some of those within the group, because this is just stuff that I came up with in a week. Like, but you guys have years of experience. You have years of knowledge. You know what works. And even better, you guys, if you can share the things that did not work for you, that is that is even more powerful. Because the only reason why this conversation is happening or this podcast is being recorded is because we've all made mistakes before. These are just huge things that I'm so glad I learned at the age of 30. Actually, this is coming out on my birthday, 31 When we 31. Jeez. But I did not know these at 21. I did not know these at 15. But I'm really, really glad that I've had certain coaches in my life encourage me to lean on this part a lot. So go to this Facebook group. I'll put it in the show notes. Let's talk about this. Let's keep this going because that's the only way we get better. Now, speaking of, if you feel like this episode really hit home with you, please help this podcast out. I want to be a top podcaster in the nation. That is a goal of mine. I would love it. If you could just share this with one person or share this on your Facebook page or your Instagram page, I don't care. I'm going to be coming out with some, you know, social media posts about this. But if you can share some of these with other people, because you know that this is maybe something you needed to hear or something that your players need to hear, please share this. Please do. Um, this is obviously a huge topic on my heart. If it's on yours, let's share it. Let's get this out there. Um, that's a huge way you can support the podcast. You can also write a review on Apple podcasts. Every once in a while, I do a little review of the day and I get to share some of your reviews, um, which is always a highlight for me, but let's get this out there. Um, thank you so much for listening truly to another episode of when the cleats come off. Can't wait to get another episode like this one out for you. I can't wait to see you on the inside on the Facebook group. Let's go hang out. Um, And also don't forget to stay awkward, stay humble, stay extremely humble, please. And keep smiling. I'll see you next week.